Want to get smarter about investing? Then tune in to the Capital Ideas podcast from Capital Group, home of American Funds Distributors, Inc., one of the world's leading asset managers. Learn from portfolio managers with decades of experience by listening to the Capital Ideas podcast today. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. And here we are with another grassroots marketing on CannabisRadio.com. Right now, we're going to go send our microphones out to Amesbury, Massachusetts. And a cannabis company that are the creators of Mellow Aroma Profiles, a groundbreaking approach to cannabis selection, which is transforming the, the industry to provide health, happiness, and well-being to people everywhere. I'm here right now with one of the co-founders of Mellow, uh, M-E-L-L-O, Tyler McLean. Or Tyler McCain. Hold on, let me do that again. I'm here with one of the co-founders of Mellow, Tyler McCain. Tyler, thanks for being on. Hey, how's it going there? How are we doing today? Doing good. I see that you serve a good swath of people around New England. And what you're doing, as you say, is uh, you're introducing a better way to choose cannabis, providing clarity and a clear path to the cannabis experience through your nose. So engaging the scent of flower and choose based on the terpene profile, profile that aligns with individual needs. So aromatic and olfactory sensory uh, methods of choosing your terpene and choosing your flower. Talk to me about that concept. Yeah, so, I mean, to give, like, I guess a try to be a quick history just on just in general, you know, when people, before uh, legalization of cannabis, you know, there was no testing or any type of labeling, you know, going on uh, on any product. Um, and so, essentially, you know, everyone would just look at it, see how its bag appeal is. Does it look nice? But then, most importantly, how does it look? And then the final, does it taste good? You know, but um, as far as picking it out, most people, you know, you would look, look at it, and if it smells good, basically if that smell is working with your, you know, kind of personal chemical makeup, that's, that's what you're attracted to and what you are drawn to and normally what you enjoy the most. Um, so that basically has been stripped away from the user with everything getting packaged up, put into bottles and where you can't look at it, let alone smell it, um, sitting behind the counter, you know, at a dispensary. So what that has done is led to a huge problem of how do you correctly choose your cannabis? What information do you have to pick your cannabis with when you're at the dispensary talking to your bud tender? And essentially, all you have to work with is what the bed tender is telling you is the indica sativa, which is uh, not accurate information because there's too many crosses nowadays for for anything to be straight indica or sativa. Everything is, is hybrid nowadays. So the next thing they have to go to, which is actual valid science information, is what the THC is. But that information doesn't accurately grade the cannabis to how it's going to make you feel. There's too many cannabinoids, alkaloids, and terpenes uh, in the flower for just one of those cannabinoids for you to grade off of your experience from, which is what that THC is. 
So essentially, all of this has led to a huge problem where people are choosing their cannabis uh, basically wrong by choosing what's the highest THC that equals the best, and that's just completely incorrect. And actually what that most uh, commonly does uh, is leads to anxiety with non-experienced users. And even experienced users, they might get more anxious of something that's really high THC. So basically, knowing that all of this was a huge issue and how every single dispensary is selling their cannabis, um, and myself just knowing that it's just wrong, uh, I just started thinking of what's, you know, accurate way to go about this. And so I just started thinking about how do I, um, you know, grade my cannabis? How do I separate it and segregate it? And it's by how I would do it is just by smell. Um, and for me, I have kind of a mental catalog of, okay, if this smells like this, I know it kind of has this feeling. And that's just two, you know, 20 years of experience seeing cannabis in Hawaii, seeing cannabis in California, seeing cannabis in Florida, seeing cannabis in Massachusetts, seeing it in Thailand, Canada, uh, basically all over the world. And so that's giving me a good perspective on <clears throat> everything that's kind of out there um, and the different uh, feeling you get from each of those different smokes. And that helped me build a mental catalog of how I graded my stuff of being like, okay, the smells like this. I know that these type of users like this type of cannabis versus this other one. So, for example, when I would smell something gassy, I know that that's going to be a more potent strain. That's going to be a strain that makes is a heavier, heavier uh, use, and you're going to get you more, more stony, more stone from that experience. Versus if I would smell something that's a little bit more fruity, a little bit more piney, um, those are the strains that I would know are going to be a little bit more mental the day highs where you don't just get, you know, falling asleep. And so that's uh, that's the big picture of how we kind of came to this. And then so using that last categorization that I'm talking about of smell versus feeling, I basically started writing down all the different smells that I categorize cannabis from. And even though there's a thousand strains, if not more, there's actually only around, you know, five to six actual smells that we all kind of smell out there. So as many strains and crosses are, there's actually still, you know, a, a compact amount of aromas that you're smelling. <clears throat> so I basically paired strains to the aroma that I had mentally categorized. And then what the aha moment was, was once I had all that on paper, I realized that each of those aroma profiles, each of those categories were, each, were actually uh, family genetics. They're a her heritage of family trees that created those aroma profiles. So once I saw that, even though I kind of subconsciously used that system throughout my life, um, what I, I realized that there's actually science behind it because these aromas are attached to genetics. And with that, we're able to now put out that information for their user to use. So if a, if a user tells me, <clears throat> you know, they enjoy smoking sour diesel, I can put that in its correct genetic profile aroma category, and then I can suggest to them other genetics that are in that same genetic profile. So I'm sticking to them to, you know, family tree of genetics versus, you know, which is science versus, I don't know, an arbitrary this indica or sativa when you have no idea how many times that's been crossed from Afghanistan to Hawaii to 
you know, South America to everywhere, you know, that's, you can't know that by saying indica sativa, but with aroma profiles, you can specify, specify the genetics and, uh, that's, that's the aroma profiles. Now, what I want to ask is 25 years, <clears throat> you've been working on the research to smell to find the best weed. Would it be safe to say that? Well, it was well before legalization. So would you be safe to say you were basically legacy operators? And, you know, and with some legacy operators, you know, the idea when you were able to go ahead and have people that were growing it or distributing it themselves, that that is what they did. They followed your nose. And the idea of that, is that something you just feel like that people in the industry now, when they're putting out product, it's more about the visuals than the, than the smell. What is it about? going with the aroma profiles like this that it's it's almost i mean it's logical and it's something that's probably what i always thought it was and anybody ever tried to go ahead and determine if the flower they're, they're going to smoke or they were going to wrap into a blunt was good i would imagine they wanted to go ahead and have the smell be the smell they expected to be absolutely absolutely and that's you know taken away from the user today with um you know everything bottled up and behind the counter and it, it just leads to um, not a pleasant experience because you're not getting what you're expecting most of the time. I want to ask that on the website. I see there's a couple of websites to go and choose from. One is realtalkcannabis.com that does a feature about uh, Mellow and also the, for the dispensary mellowhaverhill.com. And uh, I noticed that that thought of the aroma, aroma, aroma profiles, excuse me, is definitely something that you're trying to put across with some of the names that you have. You have Cherry's Keys, Cherry Cheesecake, Cheetah Piss, I've never heard of before, but that <laughs> can only give me a whole lot of thoughts about that. Uh, Gas Cap is another one I saw. And also, there was one you had put up there called Fidel Gastro. So, I mean, create, very creative on the names and some of the names on the uh, buds or shake trim or pre ground you have have some very distinctive names. Talk to me about some of those and what have been really stood out. Um, I, it, Want to get smarter about investing? Then tune into the Capital Ideas podcast from Capital Group, home of American Funds Distributors, Inc., one of the world's leading asset managers. Learn from portfolio managers with decades of experience by listening to the Capital Ideas podcast today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A little bit of having fun with it, but also trying to, you know, pair, pair names up to what their actual genetics are, as well as um, the aromas that they do have. And uh, w one thing that we are trying to do, because there is so many, you know, just crazy names out there, which are which are fun, but it kind of just has a whole bunch. You don't know what's behind that name, you know. And actually, if you look at the genetics between uh, behind a lot of these names. It's a different strain name, but nearly identical genetics behind it. So one thing that we're trying to do is we'll have our, our cool name to go there, but we're also, you know, going to be listing what, what, uh, Cross has made that strain and, um, and links there to, to realcannabis.com uh, that, realtalkcannabis.com that explains the whole family tree 
behind, you know, the strain that you're smoking on. And that's just going to give you good context to be like, um, you see, you know, you can see the list of genetics and then you can compare that to something else you enjoyed. And you might see a similar uh, entourage of different combinations of genetics that have made something that you seem to uh, keep tuning into or vice versa, where it's something that maybe you, you don't enjoy because it makes you too anxious or what but not, and you start noticing that there's a combination that makes those, so you can start steering away from that and, and directing yourself to um, what you do like. Um, can, can I, um, this is Gene. Um, hey, Gene I welcome. To... So we're here now with the, the co-founder, the other co-founder, uh, Eugene McCain. Yes, welcome, Gene. Yeah, I thought I would just, um, Tyler has been explaining things pretty well, but I just wanted to throw some things out that might be interesting for the listeners. Um, I, I suggest... Um, that people take a look at, um, it's online. Um, there was a study done by a very famous um, scientist, um, Ethan Rousseau, who's who's been one of the main cannabis, cannabinoid, terpene researcher over the years. And um, he did recently a study um, with 60 subjects, 14 strains. And the, the article that came out um, uh, that um, the article on this study is called The Nose Nose. Aroma, but not THC, mediates the subjective effects of smoked and vaporized cannabis flower. That's sort of a long title, but The Nose Nose. And the conclusion of the study was that users of cannabis would, would be better suited selecting their cannabis by aroma rather than by THC or, or any other um, testing and, and ca cannabinoid testing um, uh, information. And what they did, if I can just digress a tiny bit here, is it was really cool. They they took 14 strains, Ethan Rousseau and some other scientists. It's only about eight months ago, 10 months ago that this was done. And I think it's the most important study that's been done that I've ever seen you know, ever seen. Well, if I can, um, if I can reiterate, I'll go ahead and I've already pulled up that study right there. Again, it's the nose, nose aroma, but not THC mediates the subjective effects of smoked and vaporized cannabis flower. And in the, the, the study, they concluded how that <clears throat> results suggested that unlike THC potency, pleasant aroma is predictive of pleasant subjective effects, similar to other agricultural commodities, the aroma appears to be a robust indicator of the quality of cannabis inflorescence. Uh, um, great, great um, read there. And and what they did, just so the listeners understand, they took 60 subjects and they got 14 strains from licensed um, dispensaries. They first tested the 14 strains to see themselves and found that the, the lab testing was all over the place. So we need to, as, a, as consumers, understand that the testing of cannabinoids is still a science that's being developed and you've got different equipment, different um, people doing the, the calibrations and they're not very accurate, um, but they found that they were quite inaccurate. But then they had this, the, the 14, um, excuse me, the 60 subjects, the people, they had them smell the, you know, smell it, look, try the aroma out and mark, um, grade it, I think it was one through 10 or one through seven, um, low to high, how much they enjoyed the aroma. And then they also then over two months, they all tried the, the uh, 14 strains. And then they would also, after each um, ex uh, experience with that cannabis flower, they would mark down how much they enjoyed the experience. 
And there was no correlation, this is in the study, no correlation between the THC content and how much they enjoyed it. But there was an incredible correlation, blind study between the, the flower that the people smelled and really liked, they almost always had a great experience. And that's the science of it. And this is not something that came before what Tyler's talking about. This was just last year. So it's really interesting. Yeah, so that, that, yeah go ahead, Tyler. You no, know, I was just going to say just that. So it was really fun for us. My dad's the one who found the article. But when we found the article, we were, you know, well along scripting everything we had. We had all of our Roma profiles. We had it all going. So this was just really cool confirmation with, you know, science backed to what, I mean, we kind of just already knew because it's just real life, you know, experience. But it was right. just awesome to see, you know, that science back up what we were, what we were trying to uh, prove essentially. And one of the one of the things that's interesting here is, you know, if you think about um, when we go into a wine store, can you imagine going into your local wine store and saying, I want the highest alcohol wine you have because I know that's the best wine? The, the, the wine seller would be like, are you out of your mind? No, you go in, right. you ask, you want a sweet, a dry, you know, you, you, you want a woody flavor, you want it from this area that has certain aromas associated with it can you imagine going into your your coffee shop i go into starbucks i want your highest um uh, uh, caffeine coffee no you don't do that it's it's colombian it's arabic um you know but yet we go in and it's almost silly we go into a dispensary it, it's silly but i'm not trying to be condescending you know there's people are limited in in the information and the assumption is that it's the higher thc which is the better better um, cannabis, but it's silly to go in, what's your highest THC? Now, if I can can just talk about THC just for a moment, um, okay. it's very interesting um, what's going on right now in, in the world on THC. We are all, you know, the, the consumers think, are led to believe it's the higher THC. So they're going in and asking for the higher THC. So the stores need to bring in and they can sell for a higher price, a higher THC. So they're going to the cultivators and they're are paying more to the cultivators for the higher THC. So we're driving the whole market towards THC. Now, if you are a medical user, the high THC may be very important for you um, in dealing with your particular ailment. I understand that. If you're a heavy user, a multiple times a day user, I can understand that you want the higher THC because you're somewhat saturated and you need that higher THC to really get, get an effect. But for most buyers of cannabis, for most users of cannabis, the higher THC is not necessarily a more pleasant um, and enjoyable experience. Most people, when they take a 25, 30% THC flower, vape or, or smoke it, there's a, a rip. In two or three minutes, you get ripped. You get, you can call it many different names, but you get into a kind of a racy self-disassociation kind of feeling which we sometimes some people get a sort of a fear paranoia but even those that are kind of regular users it can be a little bit uncomfortable until you get through that and then it's sort of like you get into sort of a nice zone but doesn't really last that long that's the high thc that doesn't have the the entourage the backup of the uh of the cannabinoids and terpenes that really were developed over 12,000 <clears> years by the 
the indigenous strains such as the Thai strains. Now, Thai squirrel tail, Hangorok, is the most popular in Thailand. And we all recall Thai stick, um, the, the, um, uh, the army guys, the military guys from Vietnam would go to Thailand for R&R and they'd smoke this cannabis and most of it was squirrel tail. And it's only about 10 to 12% THC, which was fairly high 30, 40 years ago, 40 years ago, um, because most of the Mexican weed coming up was about six, 7%. So 10, 12% was a little bit higher. But uniquely to this squirrel tail is a, a massive body high, a warm, fuzzy, glowing body high you get that comes on over five, 10 minutes and lasts about an hour and a half. And then the psychoactive, the THC, the 10 to 12% takes about 10 or 15 minutes. And you get a very well-rounded, high, warm, fuzzy, relaxing, mellow, if I can use that term, experience. And this is what these guys from the army coming out of that horror, they were taking this lower THC, but wonderful entourage effect and body high. And it was a wonderful, comforting experience for them. And they fell in love with it, brought it to America. And, you know, the rest was history. If those guys were smoking, you know, I don't know, but if they were smoking 30% THC coming out of that war, I don't know what would have happened to them. But it was the lower THC, which they really enjoyed. And I think that's just an example of what we're trying to share that don't chase after this high THC. We've got new people coming in. It's legal now in most, in many states. And so you've got many people that either never smoked or smoked when they were kids. And now it's legal. They want to drop the alcohol and they walk into a dispensary and they're, they're thinking they got to get a 30% THC to get the best. They go home, try it. They get very uncomfortable. Oh, that's why I'd never liked it before. It's a sad thing. Um, We need to promote some of the lower THC, but not lower quality, high quality, but lower THC, robust entourage, terps, and other cannabinoids. That is an excellent thing, I think, for most people buying cannabis today. Absolutely. We're going to leave it at that, gentlemen. I I do appreciate you taking time out to go and, you know, fill us in on the education, make sense of aroma profiles, make sense of you know, supporting that same thought process with actual scientific science from uh, Dr. Ethan Rutho, who we've definitely had on the network several times and has been able to go and share his knowledge with us. We're going to leave it there. Again, I've been with the co-founders of Mellow Cannabis in Massachusetts, Eugene and Tyler McCain. And website again, one you should definitely go through if you want to go more information. Great website, great domain name, realtalkcannabis.com. You can find out more about Mellow and the Mellow Aroma Profiles. That's the site I would go and recommend to go to. And also, if you're in Massachusetts, go look for their dispensary in Haverhill, Massachusetts. We'll leave it there. Thank you, gentlemen. Really appreciate you taking time out. Thank Thank you. you Thank you.